We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andres Hale, who is kind of here, but really not. We are recording this while he's at home. I'm at Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. And it's actually my fault. He's not here in attendance because I have my annual NFL draft party where I go. I have a mock draft. A bunch of my friends come over. I get really, really drunk. So I couldn't be here because our recording time is the same time as the draft usually. So I had to move the recording time up. The old man was gracious enough to take this call from his crib in the office. So today we're going to talk pro wrestling all damn show. And uh, safe to say that this has been a pretty eventful week in professional wrestling. Last week, an imposter was here instead of me. Producer Cole Bebe was here, tag team with Andreas. Uh, this is not a free bird rule. Do not replace me. He was here trying to defend the tag team podcast titles. And my thing, he's, he's the guy who comes in and be like, yo, I lost the belt. And then I show up the next week and I'd be like, damn it, Cole. But instead, he held it down. It was a great show. Make sure you guys go and listen to that one. I am back now, though. Dre, you guys had a lot to say last week. And especially on the state of WWE, the the changes being made every week now, Vince being back, like he, he is back. You guys covered all of that good stuff. AEW, um, kind of the role they're getting into. I feel like they're they're starting to roll and capitalize off of the negative attention in WWE a little bit. And of course it was Mercedes Monet, all that good stuff. So you guys you guys touched on a lot of things last week. This week though, I thought I would come back and be like, oh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're like, we're going to have to kind of recap the same things. Dre, we have a whole new a whole new bag of problems in pro wrestling. A lawsuit was filed against, well, there's two this week. Uh, one was filed against the unlawful s- sale of the WWE to Endeavor by Vince McMahon and a couple of board members. That is going through. That is a lawsuit in its own right. But the main one was a lawsuit filed by a former writer at the WWE. Brittany Abrams, and she filed a lawsuit because, lo and behold, the WWE was racist, and they had a 
uh, I guess, an inhospitable working environment is the exact crux of the lawsuit. But they were trying to force talent into racial and otherwise just embarrassing gimmicks. And then she goes into detail with some of these gimmicks from talent like Apollo Crews, which we saw come across on television with the Nigerian accent and the spear. And as stereotypical as you can be of a Nigerian, they try to be. And then we see things like Bianca Belair being asked to say things, take off her earrings, say, I'm going to beat your ass, like play up the hood aspect of her character all the way up and down the roster to, you know, Mansoor being asked or someone suggesting that his character be one of the bombers from 9-11. So up and down the roster, it seems like, and they didn't even touch on Akira Tozawa, who had to be a ninja and got fed to a shark at one point during his storyline. So there was so much in this report. Uh, another one, Shane Thorne, was supposed to be an Australian hunter and hunt, uh, what, what's the guy's name now? <laughs> uh, Reggie, but I forgot his name now but hunt Reggie and try to put him in a cage every week. Kind of like a dangerous game, but very racial. So it was, it was a horrible idea after horrible idea in this report. And it comes out and the internet's talking all about this. WWE refuses to offer a statement. Are you shocked by any of this? No. (laughs) Do you watch WWE? Like this shit is the most, the only thing that, that would prevent the WWE from not getting in trouble is everybody going, yeah, we know, right? Like, that's like the only thing. Like, it's, it's one of those things where everything that was brought up, you would go, yeah, I see that. But you guys work there in that work environment. And Vince has prayed. At, like, dude, we had a, a podcast, a show, a live show called Wrestling with Stereotypes about yep. all the stereotypes in pro wrestling. And most of them had to do with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Like, None of this is surprising. The only thing that I that I think makes this interesting is we get to find out the shit that didn't get on our television. Yeah, we get to find out all the the super racist shit because most of it is racist. Like we get to see. Yeah, you mentioned the Kira Tozawa got ate by. Well, he was a ninja, but he got ate by a fucking shark. Yes, he did, and he came back <laughs> as a ninja. Um, but you meant like. The the lawsuit mentions Apollo Cruz, which he, he had a Nigerian accent for no fucking reason. And then he dropped it when he went to NXT. Uh, they like the the they mentioned the 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 hunting Reggie gimmick or yep. for somebody that's actually happening for Shane Brock Lesnar yep. is hunting black people on TV. It's no longer a Come coincidence, on, I guess. I give that up. It's not a coincidence. No, like. Next week, a lot of people, if you follow me on social media, you'll see I interviewed Omos last week. And I didn't get a chance to ask him this because I didn't want to upset WWPR. But I was like, you're like the ninth black person that Brock has known, basically, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's out of control. But these things have played out. None of it is surprising. The bigger question is, how much more is there? That is one writer's point of view. There's going to be more. And that means there's probably more stuff. I wonder how much of it is in writing. I wonder how many, like, emails or text messages were sent. I wonder if any of this is recorded because the problem is, is a lot of it is speculation, but the Apollo Crews things actually did happen. But the WWE could fight that one and say, well, he agreed to it and he did it. Yeah. It's not racist because he has Nigerian roots. They could fight that. But you she know seems to have more. Slack messages and, and email correspondence to a lot of this. As long as she screen grabbed that shit. But regardless, like none of it is surprising. The, the only thing that surprises me is that people are surprised. That's it. <laughs> 
What the fuck are you surprised for? Now, if you're Ari Manuel and you just purchased WWE as part of Endeavor, like you said, oh, I can block Vince from all this sexual misconduct and all this sex shit. Like, the, the shit with women, I could stop that, which is ridiculous, but that's probably his thought process. Yeah. I wonder if he's sitting at home now going, fuck, man, you're a racist too? And everybody's like, duh. Like, it's not going to isms, stop. All the, no, all the isms, all the agonies, like all those things is Vince McMahon. And they're going to continue to come out because that old fuck is still going to be sitting in the seat. I also wonder, this is very, I'm, I'm wondering this, but I'm not really wondering this kind of rhetorical because it can't possibly be true. What if Hunter is the one who's leaking all this shit? Because he wants his spot back. Yo, sooner or later, it's not good. It, it's 100% can't be a coincidence, right? So Vince <laughs> and Hunter, Stephanie took her, her little break last time. And then I was like, all right, fuck. Vince started messing with NXT. And we're like, all right, fuck, that's it for Hunter. Hunter had his operation. And it looked like it was going a different way. Boom, all this new hits with Vince. Stephanie comes back. Vince or Hunter's there. Yeah, this is our company again. Now Vince is back again. And it's like, all right, fuck, he's changing stuff. He's changing stuff on Hunter again. All this good stuff. Boom, new scandal. It's just like, it's someone put the succession music behind Vince McMahon, Triple H, like all their entries, it was phenomenal. And with Succession coming to a yes. close, I feel like people just go tune into pro wrestling. It's right here. Because why wouldn't it be? Like an inside job, someone who's been in the company for 30 years, who has some power and a stake in it, who can legit put all this information out there. It'd be, listen, he's the cerebral assassin for a reason. He's playing the game. That would be just it, chef's kiss. Probably not. He doesn't even need to, though. It. Like, everybody else would do it for him. But still, chef's kiss. Well, that, that's the beauty of it. Because as much as we would say, if you're playing succession with this, and granted, I'm not going to spoil what's going on in the final season for those who haven't watched it. I don't know. If you're not watching the show, I don't know how. <laughs> um, but it, it's so obvious to a lot of people, like, Kendall Roy would be the one, right, to, to stab his father in the back. What if it was Stephanie? What if it was Shiv the whole time? Like, what if it was his daughter? Right? Because Shiv left. You know, Shiv separated from the company. She was the most liberal out of the kids. Yep. Like, it could be Shiv. Or it could be Roman. Like, it's so many. It could be Tom. Like, it, you don't know who it is. Nobody likes Ro- Logan Roy just like nobody likes Vince McMahon. Somewhere, John Laurinaitis is sipping a Mai Tai somewhere. It ain't me Thankfully, this time. he got fired because he's like, bro, he's like, Thank God they didn't get all the shit on me. They got yeah. rid of me before all of it came out. Well, there's the, the SmackDown writer, right? Or like now he's head of something at SmackDown, but he used to be head of creator of SmackDown, who's like littered in a lot of these messages. So he's definitely going to be the fall guy on this. I forgot his name. He's in these transcripts, though. But there's, um, there's always, there's yeah, always crazy. so many fall Ryan guys. Ryan Callahan. Have, right? Ryan Callahan. Yeah. They'll run sure. through everybody. There's only so right? many fall guys. No, everybody got Dude. their hands dirty. So everybody got something. But I'm saying, if you're Vince, it's your company. And Vince was the head of creative. And that's where this gets sketchy for him. Because it was like, even if a writer presented the idea, right? You're still the head of creative. You should have fired that person for for racism or conduct detrimental to the company. And you didn't. As a matter of fact, you endorsed these ideas. This is the shit you wanted. But it's not surprising. None of it's surprising. Just get Vince out of the paint because all the reports are saying that he's meddling in the scripts on the show. And it's transparent. Like as we're watching the product on television, as exemplified by 
Seth Rollins versus Omos had backlash for no fucking reason. No reason at all. You feel like Vince has definitely got his hand in shit. And if that is the case, that means that people aren't happy. If the reports are all true and everybody was happy when Vince was gone, what does it feel like when Vince is back meddling, doing things that nobody cares about or nobody's interested? Look, man, uh, Omos was fun. Like the Omos Brock Lesnar match, as much as we were like, why is this happening? It was fun. It was fun at WrestleMania. Yes, it was. But that's enough. And maybe the match with Seth Rollins will be fun too, but there's no reason for it. It's some Vince shit. Like yeah. Matt Riddle being involved in this Bloodline program, it's some Vince shit. It feels so watered down now. It doesn't have the energy that it had like a month ago. And I don't want to blame it 100% on energy. Riddle, but it just, yeah, it's hard to carry that energy over. Like you kind of got to rebuild it because Roman's gone. You're, you're kind of in like a, a holding pattern, right? Like you, you ended that chapter. You have to build it back up. So they were never going to continue that momentum. Um, but you just can't tell the Uso, yo, eat this loss and not be pissed. So, like, you're in a weird spot. You're, you're in a tight pickle, right? But it ain't great. No, like, Riddle and Solo having their own program, I, I think, would be good. They kind of got to separate those people a little bit. And then it does seem whatever, like, with these reports and everything, again, I'm not shocked either. But it, it seems now more than ever that there's two different ends of this company. Like, it doesn't seem like the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. If Vince is the left, he has no clue what Trips is going to do underneath him. Trips has no clue what Vince is going to change on top of him. And we're just seeing this mix and match every week. Arguably worse. Because we get a little bit of Triple H shit and a little bit of Vince shit. But it's, it's, more, it's more hectic because we're not, we don't know what is what, right? When, when Vince was here, I was like, I know I'm tuning into a pretty shitty show. It's going to be a lot of talking, very little wrestling, a lot of nonsensical things. When Trips runs it, it's going to be a lot of wrestling, some good stories, still misses here and there. But I, I know I'm going to get good wrestling, and maybe the character builds for everyone's not going to be as great. Because it's, it's not. Vince, racist shit aside, find some pretty good characters sometimes. Trips is really focused more on the wrestling. The characters come along when they come along. So I was looking at it. I was like, oh, all right. I at least know what I'm getting. This is a hodgepodge. Vince could be more involved this week or Trips could have this show this week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now we have a brand split with a new champion. They debuted the oh, new God, belt. Okay. Uh, the new belt, to me, looks beautiful. I think it's good. Bringing back a version of Big Gold. People are like, oh, there's a stupid WWE logo in the middle. There's always going to be a WWE logo on the belt now. Like, always. You're not going to escape that. They send it to NFL teams. You're, you're, that's it. But I really like this design. I think all heavyweight champions should be big like this. Uh, the New Japan one really... I don't know what the fuck they did. Like, I hate their new belt. This is better than that. This is equivalent to the AEW title, I think, that everyone loves. And that one's just a big-ass gold belt. AEW written on the front, by the way. So I, I think this is really cool. How we got here is somewhat nonsense. Because now Roman is permanently fusing the other two belts. So just make it one belt. And <laughs> it's funny to me, the payoff has to come when Roman comes back. But the payoff currently, Triple H is going out there and burying the fuck out of Roman. <laughs> like, yo, he signed a deal. He ain't going to show up, fam. So, like, we need a champion that's actually going to defend this shit. Who's going to be here? Roman's going to come back and be like, fuck yo, champion. <laughs> this, this ain't no real champion. Ain't nobody beat me. So it, it's going to make for great theater when Roman comes back. But now it's like, okay, you, you have this belt that has to be won in the tournament. And made no sense getting to it instead of splitting the other two belts up if you're going to have two titles. Um, I guess Roman's still carrying that one with the prestige and the lineage of it. And now it's like your first champion really, really has to define this belt because the belt's only as good as that champion. This shit is bad. Not that bad. Let's start at the top. Yeah, sure. Let's start at the top. Let's start at the very top. One, heading into Backlash, right? Right after one of your best WrestleManias in recent memory. Yeah. Some of the matches, just off the top of my head, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Why? It's uh, important. Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. Like, Bia- I don't care. Bianca Belair versus EO Sky, which would be a tremendous match if EO could fucking win at anything. Why? Uh, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. I get it. Uh, Omos versus Seth Rollins. I don't get it, but whatever. Backlash sucks. It's it's a it's a strange pay per view. Yeah. Now uh, heading into Night of the Champions, I'm figuring they're going to try to fix some things. You got the draft is on Friday. Yeah. Backlash is a week later. Having a draft the week before a pay per view makes me wonder, like, what are we doing? None of that shit's going to matter. If there's scrubbing a, everything. Right. If we're doing a brand split, are we going to go back to branded pay per views or not? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I kind of don't even care as long as it's done right. Yeah. But a brand split has to be done right. And I'm we've never trusted Vince or this company to properly do a brand split. It's never happened. It lasts yeah. for like a week or two. Then people start appearing. And then they do Survivor Series with matches that we've already seen on Raw or SmackDown. It, the shit doesn't make any sense. See, it's, it's confusing. Now, this new title. Let's talk about this. This is the mid-championship. This is the I can't beat Roman title. And that's stupid. <laughs> Because what I said, let's go back to WrestleMania. 
the run and carry this title, right? And beat Cody. And then Cody should get it later, not now, because Cody still has more story to tell. I don't know what the plan is anymore. If this was the plan of introducing a new title, because the whole thing was, let's split the titles up. No, you're introducing a new title. You should have fucking had Cody win then. Yeah. If you're going to create a whole new just title. Just drop the title. Like, I don't want to hold everything up. This is the belt my father never had. I'm WWE champion. Yes. Here goes the other one. You change Universal to this. That That's the smart way to go like, about what, this scenario. Right. Like, Cody should have beat Roman if you were going to introduce a new title. That is the I can't beat Roman title. Now, what makes this title worse is the only people that can win it, it cannot be somebody who lost to Roman Reigns. That dilutes the title immediately. Cody can't win it. Nor Seth should can't he. Win it Cody he's should keep chasing Roman. Cody, that's the right. belts he needs, he wants. You run. And in that case, they're both stuck on the same brand. So Cody got to go over there and you got to hunt Roman down. So Cody can't win it. Finn can't win it. Seth can't win it. Sammy can't win it. Uh, Owens can't win, win it. it. Who else has lost? Seth and Finn were so long ago, they could win it. Don't care. They lost to Roman. I don't care. I don't. I don't want anybody I don't think who's Seth lost, lost to Roman. To Roman. That title. No, Seth. He, he beat, did. He beat Roman. It was a DQ. Oh. Roman got DQ. Right, Seth fine. never lost to him. Seth won that match. Roman kept the belt. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Seth. Seth could win, win it. <laughs> okay. um, Put respect on Rollins. It just feels name. like such a mid title. It's like, how do you call yourself the man if you didn't beat the guy who's been holding this title for almost a thousand days? The first, the first champion is going to really make this title. Because I understand. I understand what you're saying. And everyone's right, right? I, I can't tell people they're not to feel that way today. My retort on Twitter was, I asked this question. If Gunther won this title on the, with the streak he's on, if he won this title, would it feel like a mid-title? No, he can no, make it feel different. bigger, right? Like, there's, there's people, it, the way they got to it is stupid. It could be a very mid-title if someone who lost to Roman wins it. But if you put it on a specific set of people, you can propel the title to where it kind of should be. Gunther would make this title feel like, oh, yeah. Like, all right, like, this, this is that title. He going to be here every week. You can't beat him. He got tired of the icy shit. Or he's running both, like... You can't beat this man. That's that's how he would yeah. make that title feel. It, but he's not going to win. He's not going to win it. I don't. Right. Seth Rollins maybe can make it feel that way. I see people in my mentions saying Nakamura. Nak's been gone for so long. Maybe though. Yeah. Like because uh, nah. it's fresh. At least it's fresh. But now, I agree with you. You can't put on someone who lost to Roman. So that's tough. Like, it eliminates a lot yeah. of people. People said McIntyre. I was like, he just lost to Roman. And yep. I understand maybe they want to keep him. Like, if the contract talk shit is real and blah, blah, I get it. But you don't just put it on him to make him happy. Uh, he has to earn his way back up, as weird as that sounds. He just lost to Gunther. He couldn't win the IC title. Exactly. So, like, that's, you know, that's there, not there's only either. There's only a few people that make sense. Gunther would have been one of them, right? Yeah. But it's not going to happen. The other person who would have made a lot of sense, but he's trapped in a U.S. title feud, is Bobby Lashley. Yes. Because Bobby hasn't dealt with Roman. Bobby came out on top, strangely, against Brock Lesnar, but got kind of retconned. <laughs> Brock is getting the push, and, and Bobby is not. Bobby Lashley makes sense. 
I could see him doing it. Yep. If they would have heated up Finn, I could have saw that. They didn't. They if had he would have just, edge, if he edge just beat Edge, yes. Like, if he would have beat Edge, Hell in a Cell, with the cut, riding that momentum, now we could have right. had something. Because he's been so good on weekly. He's been good on weekly television. They yeah. just act like he didn't lose. And I'm like, yo, he's still, like, getting good matches every week. He's cutting good promos. It's like, you should have just had him fucking win. So the fear is, is the, the title is going to end up between Cody and Brock. That's the fear that a lot of people oh have. God. And I think that would absolutely be the worst possible decision. Yes. Hopefully, if Vince is involved, it'll be That'll Cody be and Brock. And Brock will if, win. If, if Hunter has his way, I could see Seth Rollins versus like Bobby Lashley, which makes me very curious about this Omos-Seth Rollins match because I wonder, and I asked Omos this, is the, the only thing I could see that makes sense is the Hurt Business getting back together. I keep saying this, and everyone, oh, like, shit. Omos, Bobby Lashley, because we've seen Shelton Benjamin, yep. we've seen Cedric Alexander. Uh, allegedly, the Hurt Business allegedly, uh, on the whole things, like, they're like, yo, Vince has been changing shit. I guess the changes, all the reports that seem to come out, and I trust Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful, are that the majority of the changes necessarily aren't at the top on this, you know, rip scripts up Vince shit. A lot of the stuff has been to the women's division. Where he sees the scripts, it's just been cutting women's matches and women's angles like it's going out of fucking style. So he's cut Becky one week, cut uh, man, he cut Trish this week allegedly, and then it's with Piper Niven and all this stuff. It's like yo, he's just cutting women's matches. But this week he cut it to insert Street Profits versus Benjamin and uh, well, which really is just her business and Cedric. So, it I mean, if you force them yeah, yeah. onto TV, it's like, do you have a plan for this? Or is this just Vince just being like, fuck it, I don't want to see this. Do drop. Because he probably doesn't know her name. Which, which probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> but if you were to bring back the Hurt Business, this is just pure speculation. Because if Bobby Lashley were to win this, what are they calling it? What the fuck is this title called? The WWE Champion Heavyweight Championship? This one? World Heavyweight Champion. What is it? Just the World Heavyweight Champion. Just like the big gold Christ, belt. Whatever. Just the whole world heavyweight champion. Sure. Which just means it's lineage left and right. Yeah. It should go to SmackDown if we wanted to like be serious. Like this belt belongs on SmackDown. It was a SmackDown title, but I don't see Fox being like, yeah, you can have Roman. It's not. No. Ro- Roman's yeah, no, on. That's, that's not happening. That's his show. But if you were to if if you were to reform the Hurt business and had them on Raw, now you have a heel fast because Judgment Day, you, you fucked them over. Yep. But if you put the Hurt Business together on Raw and Bobby Lashley becomes a champion, now you have a faction that kind of rivals the bloodline on the other side. Now, granted, we don't know what's happening with the bloodline in the future, but if you kept the brands apart and you kept the bloodline on one show and whatever the little turmoil they have, you know how much fun a Survivor Series match between the Hurt Business and the bloodline would be? And now that it's war games? Now that it's war games, though? Right. That that is Bobby that Lassie is and Roman Reigns haven't crossed paths yet. No. Now, the, again, I hate I hate this idea because again it's, it feels like the mid title. But Bobby Bobby should get it or Seth should get it. But we'll see. Now the draft is a whole other thing in it entirely because who sits where and is there going to be an actual tournament? Like what are they doing to figure this shit out? Yeah, and what does it mean because? Gunther is basically the IC champion running SmackDown. Roman shows up from time to time. Yeah. 
Austin is your U.S. champion. But if you put another title on that show, like, this becomes messy. Does Roman keep carrying two titles? If so, why? Does the tag <laughs> team championship. That. So what do you do with the tag titles? That is a good question, right? Because it's not going to be defended at Night of Champions because Sammy doesn't wrestle in Saudi. KO doesn't go to Saudi. They're not defending those belts at that pay-per-view. They're, what are we doing? Usos again, they're run back this week on Friday. Does Sammy get tricked and they drop the belts back that'd to the be, Uso? That'd be sad. That would be sad. I mean, he's falling for the gym, for the J shit again. I don't know. I don't know what comes of that match. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know because they might take the belts off of them just to have the belts defended at Night of Champions. And that's real. That, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be awful. Now, what makes this even worse is like, yo, we need to start getting sanctioned bodies for all these fucking belts. <laughs> Like, there's too many belts now. Not as bad as New Japan. AEW have way too many belts. Oh, yeah, AEW. Yeah. It's way too many. And, again, I don't know who's going where in the draft. We can we can rest assured, though, that Roman Reigns is staying on SmackDown. I like, believe that's what That's one thing that we know is for sure. But everything else, it feels like Cody and Brock will be on Raw. Seth will probably be on Raw. They got to figure out who to bring over to SmackDown, which will probably be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And probably be Nakamura because Roman needs opponents. I don't know. They got nobody. Cody needs to run that back with Roman. They can't split I agree. I brands. Just, I I agree, but I have a feeling that if Brock is on Raw, which feels like what USA would want, and if Cody is feuding with Brock, that means Cody's going to Raw. No, this could be a one-off. Does that ain't one? Nah, ain't no way. Ain't no way they're doing Cody and Brock one time. Brock never does like one feud and he's out. Like the Omar shit didn't even count. Co- they're, whatever they're doing, it feels like they're they're playing games now because Cody and Brock is not a one. It's not a, a backlash program. It's it feels like a three match program, okay. which I was never a fan of in the first place. But here we are. But they're making it work. Then you're just wasting. You, but you're wasting Brock and Cody. I, I like their it's pro- a waste. I, I like how their program is turning out again. It would have been better if this was Cody's first title program. Like if he right. would have won and then like, but they're, what they're doing, they can't control that, right? Like someone else is booking their shit. Like that's out of their control. What they are doing though with the program is pretty good. Like I, I like what they're doing with the program just because it didn't make sense from the beginning. Like that's not their fault. Um, I recognize that. I'm not oh. saying that that's not true. It could have made a lot more sense, but I like the way their program is going. So if it's a three match program, that's cool. I just I I don't think so because now you're going into Money in the Bank. Cody can't win Money in the Bank. Like you're you're in a weird spot to get him I back mean, to I mean, to Roman. Weird I mean, spot. Hold on, hold on. Cody could win Money in the Bank. That'd be the third match with Brock. Case. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he could do that. Saying, look, that look, how he challenges Roman and kind of get over to SmackDown? Because I don't know. I don't know. I, but the, I, what I'm saying is there's no, like, before WrestleMania, when we were doing these shows, we were like, man, they've had this plotted out really well. This was on like long, good long-term book, and the Bloodline story was like a year long to get to this point. Now we're back to shotgun booking. 
where we maybe can't see the vision anymore. Maybe, but it's mm. it's the start of a season. So, like again, Tripp said this, like not a Vince ism, but a Triple H ism, when he was interviewed about it, and he was like, "Yes, like there is no end to a story." He's like, "We're we're continuous. We this is the end of our of one television season at WrestleMania, and then the next day another television season starts. Like this is last year, April twenty something." We didn't see the bloodline angle. We didn't see what would become the best build in mania for a decade, two decades, right? Like none of that was present last year at this time. So like, I'm not going to freak out this year, this time that we can't see the angle for next year, like, or over the summer. We, we didn't know what the fuck was happening at all. You know why? You know why? Same person. You know why? <laughs> yeah. That's why you couldn't talk. see it. But then he got ousted and then we kind of saw stuff play out. We saw things start to take shape. So when it, when when I when Roman beat Cody, I was like, "Well, I think there's a plan here." I feel like whatever the plan was, Vince was like, "Fuck your plans. This is what I want to do," and that's created a whole discourse in like it's, it's two different being, plans like, going at the same time, or it's it's one person's plans continuously getting ripped up. So it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. It, it, it's, it doesn't again. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like if. I have a feeling, I hope I'm wrong. I have a feeling they're splitting up the judgment day. I have a feeling. I think Rhea's gone. Them. And that's bad. Yeah. Because you, first of all, you ruined the judgment day, right? right. You just yeah. ruined them. That's cool. I mean, they can't be together forever, be. but I'm not sure now hey, is the it's, time. It's been a year. Yeah, I don't know if it now is the time. Year. Yeah. Like, Vince has a penchant for destroying factions in a hurry. Yeah, I think Street right? Profits like, go to separate brands. Like there's a lot of things that can happen in this draft. I just I, before it was like, as Joel and B, you say, trust the process, or in pro wrestling talk, let it play out. I'm not doing that anymore because Vince is back. Vince being involved. To be fair, things, we only had eight months of that. <laughs> Like it's people act like it's like this catastrophic, like devastating event. Like he came back after five years. It was like we had eight months of it. Like yeah, it's cool. Like I, I was trust. We I'm the most eight. optimistic. But no, yeah, like. No, I'm used to the bullshit. I was just here, so it's not like uh, I'm not worried about anything. I'm still watching. I'm saying like we we saw eight months of one of the best storylines in recent pro wrestling history play out, and had nothing to do with Vince McMahon. No, and it was all that team. So there was hope, and Vince coming back. The way he came back, selling the company, working, weaseling his way back into a spot. Like we for for a minute, we were like, he's gone. Mm. And then, you know, for a while it was like, all right, he's going to be calling shots from the van or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. But then he found an opening and found his way back in. He has and to. And now we're just like. And I don't wish death on, death on anyone, but the only way Vincent Kennedy McMahon won't be involved in this company is if he is no longer here. We always, I think it was episode two of this show, eight years ago, we joked that he's going to die in Gorilla. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. he's, he's not going to give it up. He's not. They no. tried to forcibly remove him. And he came back. No, there, there's, there's no him getting out of here. And I told you, when, when he came back, and people were like, yeah, he's back. I was like, that's cool. There's going to be another scandal, Dre. Like, there's, like st- stuff stopped coming out for like eight months because he went away. Because he got some good advising. Yes. Great advising. It was like, yo, sit your ass down. And stuff stopped coming out. He's back. More stuff is going to come out. There's a bevy of allegations just waiting now that he's back and they're going to keep getting hit with allegations after allegations 
And if Endeavor then decides to shelve him again, cool. If not, they're going to get hit over the head, over the head, over the head with more allegations. And they're just going to have to maybe go radio silent, whatever, whatever the company policy is. They're going to really have to to sit up and say, you know what, we're going to let this man do that because the allegations are going to stop. There could be worse allegations than even last summer. He might be gone again for a little bit and then might come back. Who knows? At, th- at this point, he just caught shit from the crib anyway. So at this point, I'm not sure what the allegations can do. He's now set up to call shit from the crib. Well, yeah. That, that's they ain't going to fire him. He's, you know, he ain't stepping down again. Well, he might be forced out, but nobody's nobody's reported seeing him at television at all. So no. it seems like he's calling the shots from home. But um, <laughs> he got the van. Yeah, I mean, Dre, Dre, he got the van, Dre. <laughs> you talked yeah, it into so, existence. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't trust it. I watched spring break in this past week. I, gosh, they turned Bron heel and Carmelo Hayes is a face, which is okay if the way they got there wasn't so goofy. Carmelo Hayes cheated to beat Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver. Braun turned on him for a very justifiable reason. That's not the way you turn a heel heel. No. Like, Carmelo should have just beat him clean <laughs> to set up his baby face run, and Braun's mad about that. But he cheated. I don't understand what NXT is doing. Indy Hartwell had a decent match. Um, Looks I, like I she tore. NXT is using. She either tore stuff in her knee or something went wrong when she, she caught uh, what's your face on the yeah, flip? It was all bad. Uh, looks like Pretty Deadly's going to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, they, were they got killed. Off. Yes, <laughs> that's a, that was some impact shit. Like they got killed off. <laughs> and those so, are my boys. It'll, I like Pretty Deadly. Yeah, I know. I mean, they'll be a good addition to the tag team division. It's on crazy because Maximel models haven't been seen on television. So I'm like, are they just going to give Pretty Deadly that gimmick? The gimmicks are very similar. So I'm just yeah. guessing Pretty Deadly just takes their spot and we act like it's never happened before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what WWE is doing, NXT. Uh, I want to do I do want to touch on it real quick before we get out of here. Um, the reports that Naomi's going or Trinity is going to impact. Yes. And I've saw people say, what a step down. And to those people, I say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> because impact doesn't travel that much. Impact has a fantastic women's division, and her husband is paid. So if she wants to go wrestle, is she, like Mercedes Monet just really re-signed with New Japan after dropping the titles. Yep. And people are like, oh, she's coming back to WWE. No, she's not. She's having, especially not now. She's out. Trinity is looking at the landscape of pro wrestling and going, Impact's got this great division. I feel like wrestling because I don't really have anything else to do. I only got to travel you know, maybe once a week, uh, even they, they pre-tape like three of their shows and then we'll do a pay-per-view here and there and they'll pay me. Cool. And she can wrestle some of the her versus Jordan Grace, her versus Deanna Peraza, her versus Mickey James. Come on, man. If, if this signing is true and Trinity shows up on impact, it's big for impact. Who's got one of the best and most underrated products on television. And it's good for Trinity because where else would she go? I don't understand what people want out of her. They want people to work where they want them to work, to work how they want them to in the ring. Fans are fickle. Thank you, Daniel Bryan, and now Bryan Danson. <laughs> they, they don't know what they want. They don't. Like, they want her to go back to WWE, 
but we see how women are currently being treated in WWE. Trips did a lot of good booking. You can't argue that he really booked the women's division great. So she would have went back to what? Maybe a, a pop? A quick little run? Right. Then what? Then y'all would have been complaining like she should have never came back. So exactly. it, it makes it makes no sense. She should go where she can work, be happy. My, my thing about WWE, and I believe people come back. I think one day uh, Mercedes, Sasha will come back. I, I think a lot of people come back into the fold. You come back when you want to come back. Because no matter when you do, the pop's going to be just as big. Everything's going to be exactly the same. You don't come back until you are sure it's something you should do. And I don't even care if you come back like, like Trish Stratus right now. If, if Mercedes and Trinity don't come back for 15 years on some Hall of Famer shit, come back and have one more little run, right? Like the pop is going to be as insane then as it would be next week if they showed up. So don't rush. Do whatever you want. Impact Division is great. It's full of new, exciting matchups. They give good title runs. You can learn and change your style, become a better pro wrestler. You're going to get the time. And that's the difference. People like step back. She's, she's not taking a step back anywhere outside of the WWE. And I'm always, I always say this on this show. If you are a person in WWE and you go anywhere else, you go there as a star. If you are a person with longevity in WWE, damn no, you're going somewhere as a star. Nobody left AEW from WWE or NXT, went over there and wasn't a big fucking deal. Everyone got the big deal welcome. Roderick Strong just went back. Crazy pop. People thought it was Strong Ross Sapp on the Jumbotron. Crazy pop for Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. He ain't do shit the past two years in NXT. Not his fault. But they booked him horribly. Went heroes welcome. It doesn't matter. She's not going to impact as just some person. It's going to be a big fucking deal. And I can't wait to see what she does with that platform. I can't wait. They yeah. they do really it well. Supports the truth. Yeah, they do really well by women. Yeah. They do really well by minorities. It is an A plus A plus matchup, like for her going there. Yeah, and she doesn't yeah, have to follow Sasha. Yeah, if the reports are true. No, the people are like she should have went to Japan with Sasha. They could be friends and work in different companies. It's cool. She got a big she got name. A husband at home. Yeah, she she got a big ass name. Like she she don't need Sasha like that like that. Like it's cool. Dude, she has, she has a husband at home who works for the WWE. If she's going to go and do a few shows and come home and hang out with her husband, like she doesn't want to go all the way to Japan for that. That was Mercedes' dream. She always wanted to work Japan and always wanted to work stardom. Let her do that. Trinity, I don't think her dream was to go to Japan, but I think she just wants to enjoy herself. So why are we mad at that? Um, on the AEW side of things, real quick before we get out of here. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You mentioned Roderick Strong coming back, uh, which is cool. I, I wonder if this leads to Kyle O'Reilly coming back, and I wonder what the fuck Bobby Fish is doing. But uh, <laughs> bare knuckle fighting, I think. Yeah, he's been boxing. He's been doing or a bunch boxing, of wild yeah, shit. Bobby Fish is—he's the loose end. But uh, it seems like you know they signed Commander. They've—they're making a few moves here. Jade and Ty's match was pretty. It was pretty good at Dynamite. Jade yeah. did a Canadian Destroyer. She did. It was a, not like, a very great Canadian Destroyer. Like, it, no, it, she did it. She did it. But that, yeah. the match, like, the finish was weird. Yeah. Right? It felt like, I don't know what happened with the finish. I feel like AEW is, there's a closing on this pay-per-view of a double or nothing. One, the way the Jay Tyre match ended should be they need to do this again at the pay per view. Like it sh- first of all, it shouldn't have been on Dynamite. I felt <laughs> they should have built to it towards double or nothing in the first place. I I'm still not seeing the clear vision for double or nothing yet across the card. What is Wardlow doing? Um, is Ricky Starks working Jay White? Why is Ricky Starks tagging with Sean Spears? Um, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Are we finally going to get FTR's a Keith Lee what? payoff with Swerve? It's That it feels like the only thing that I feel like is definitely happening at Double or Nothing. Hopefully. Swerve versus Keith. I feel like it. But I'm not sure. No. Even the MJF pillars thing. I The whole Sammy Guevara and him, like, what exactly are we doing I here? I don't know why they became very friendly. But, uh, yeah, the, the even the way the bracket is set up, it's like, okay, oh, Sammy versus... Um. Oh shit! They just had the match this week, Darby, and then the winner of that then faces Jungle Boy. And then Jungle, like, I, I it was weird. I just wanted a four way match, right? Like, I get that you want to put matches on TV, but you have so much talent to do that that I don't need those four interacting that much, other than promos and maybe a fight here and there. The build has been strange, and we're you know we're all, we're a month away from it. I don't. I mean, it looks like we're getting Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Okay, fine. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm that's sure, cool. Chris, yeah, Jericho has no problem doing the honors. Like, I get it, and it's a good win for Adam Cole. But the vision of AEW right now, it feels like when we talk about holding patterns, they felt like they've had a long one, and they pulled the trigger on some things that I haven't necessarily liked. Like I said, Wardlow beating Hobbs he, at the way at that particular show, I thought was a terrible idea. Um, yeah. I hope. We get anarchy in the arena with the elite in the Blackpool Combat Club, though. Oh that's my what God. I want. I feel like it's going that way. I, I forgot like anarchy Dude, in the like, arena is like a match. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, they've only they've only done it once, right? Because it was Stadium yeah. Stampede at Jacksonville, and then Anarchy Arena double or nothing in Vegas last year. Make an annual thing like War Games. Do yep. it again. Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. I'm here for that. But the rest of the show, I just don't. I'm not entirely sure what they're doing. I'm not sure. I mean, Blackpool Combat Club, by the way, probably the most entertaining thing on wrestling television, regardless of promotion yeah. right now. 
they are just badasses. Moxley just running around flipping the double birds. Just he took out a screwdriver this week. <laughs> just, he's just assaulting people. They're taking taking out backstage interviewers. Just badass all the way around. Love it. But going into the pay-per-view, that's not your main event, right? So it's, it's weird because MJF is so good, but I kind of feel like he's getting buried by another program as champion. Like I, this doesn't feel like his pay-per-view. It feels like their pay-per-view. He's gotten buried by that build on screen, and off screen, he's got buried by CM Punk coming back or not coming back things where they're like, oh, his debut probably wouldn't be till June in Chicago. I think they have a June show now. And it's like, oh, that's where CM Punk's going to debut. They're going to give him his own show on Saturdays and all this. Completely, I mean, Max's third fiddle on news in AEW. So I kind of more feel bad for him. The, the Four Pillars thing was a good idea. It's just in, in, in practice, it doesn't feel special for him as champion. There's other people, Adam Cole coming back, and Jericho's still a big fucking deal, right? So that's a big program. I, I just don't know where Max's program, when it's all said and done, really puts him. That's my, that's my biggest thing. I think you fill out the bottom of the card. I think you're going to have good matches. Um, FTR, obviously, is going to have a good match, even if it's with uh, like Jeff Jarrett. Oh. Like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett picked up the pin. I don't I don't know what to tell you. But if they're matching against Jarrett, like, all right, man, like they're gonna defend the titles, they're gonna get a good match out of that. And if Swerve Keith Lee is a payoff there, that's gonna be a phenomenal match. They they're always gonna have really good matches. It's just, yeah, we're at the point again where at the tippy top, the feuds make sense. Everything under that gets a little dicey. I don't know. Why is Ricky Starks with who he's with? Like, I, I don't get this. Why is Cody Rhodes on my television? Why is Sean Spears appeared out of nowhere? There's a lot of shit that just don't make sense underneath. Wardlow, what is Wardlow? There, there wasn't a natural feud for him in a month for him to become champion and then go into the pay-per-view. Like, that belt probably it, can't it even be on pay-per-view. Orange Cassidy has been great. But it's Orange Cassidy, Jay White, will probably be the, the match, right? For that no. title? I don't know. No. I mean, he's been it, great. He'll I, defend I it. I don't know. This is this is the time, like, the mid-card, it was always questionable, but I think they overshot, Tony Khan overshot on how well MGF versus the, the, the Pillars would be. Like, I think he thought it would be much better than what it has become. Where Darby Allen's completely shined, where Sammy Guevara is like, eh, and Jungle Boy is underwhelmed. Jungle Boy has completely underwhelmed in this. It feels like he's. It feels like Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. It feels like there are completely different levels when it comes to the in ring, the mic work, and everything else. He doesn't feel like he belongs. So now this match doesn't feel as big, and I feel like they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table, thinking, "Oh, we'll start where it all began with the four pillars at double or nothing." And now it's like, eh, you got bigger stars now. Yeah, Ricky Starks versus MJF is a bigger match. Right, like they have bigger matches that they haven't done yet, and it's something they'll have to figure out. Jay probably works tired. Okay, Jamie Hader, I don't know what she's doing. I'm confused at what's going on, and you got four weeks to get there, so now you have to get there. We'll see. Right now, I'm just I'm like, all right, good television week to week. Orange Cassidy having a great match with Bandito. I thought it was really fun. The end of that match was fun. 
now we got to start working to double or nothing because double or nothing is supposed to be like your WrestleMania. It's just so you got to build these long term stories of good matches, like uh, the the yeah. storytelling. That's that's been their problem, and I understand when people say like that's not necessarily what you go for, which I understand, right? Like we don't go to and and that by the same logic, you don't go to WWE for their in ring stuff. Then so don't complain when you don't get a ton right. of fucking wrestling. You go there for the stories. If the stories make sense, then you should be happy. Great wrestling is a cherry on top. Here, I understand that we go for the wrestling. There's great wrestling week to week, but I still want that cherry on top. Like make the stories matter. Same. Make it count. Make it make it feel good. Because I always say this: in the end, twenty years from now, you you could have a million five star matches. If you didn't make anyone feel anything, if the story around it wasn't great, no one's going to remember you. Like you, you, the majority of the world is not going to know you existed. It's the stories that last on. It's Stone Cold McMahon. No one cares about the matches that led to. You know, like it's it's the lore of the Undertaker. It's all these things. It's it's these moments. The Rock. All the promos. People remember that shit more than you remember anything else. And that that's still the case yep. today. You got to make people feel. You got to make them care. And I know AEW can do it. So I just want to see them do it going into this pay-per-view. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Man, it's, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks in combat sports. So we appreciate you tuning in as always. Make sure you guys hit us up on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check us out on TikTok as well, at Corner Podcast. We have our YouTube, the Corner Podcast, on there. You can find myself, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Iron Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas, everyone in the booth. Thank you for moving up the time so I can go home and get drunk for the draft. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure, you, everyone, go check out our boxing episode from earlier in the week. Recap the entire Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia fight week. That one was really, really fun. We still have MMA to come. After this, so get you through your weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Listen to that. That's a fun episode with a great guest. Till next time, though, we're out.